Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them across the UK. This first story is told by Krishan. At the night at the Exmouth Market Theatre. When the theme was the kindness of strangers. Thanks for that. A sense of impending doom is quite a strange thing. You assume it's bullshit put it down to external factors. I mean, there's always a logical explanation for things, right? But I was kind of getting my hair cut. It had been taking quite long. My, bar- like, my barber's is like that typical barbershop scene. It's different accents, loud voices, and the smell of sterilized razors and hair wax that kind of seems to really create the perfect atmosphere for conversation amongst strangers. And it was taking really long. I'd been there for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and I heard a scream. And I didn't really make anything of it. It was like a suburban high street. So you hear a scream and it was quite late as well. You just assume it's a drunk girl. Um, So I ignored it, got my haircut and I got a free haircut because it was late. Free haircut. I mean, I was winning already. And I bounded over to my car, which is parked on a really dark side road, um, like a mini car park, away from the bright light, like orange sign that illuminated the high street. And it stood out immediately because the lights were on and I knew some, like straight away something was wrong. The door was locked and she was slumped over the wheel. So my initial reaction, I was 15 at the time, so I reacted like any 15-year-old would. I went fucking apeshit. I started shouting, blaming anyone I could. I heard a scream, so I started making illogical thought processes in my head. It was definitely someone's fault. Um, So my first thought process was, okay, well, let me try and get into the car. Unfortunately, for you Gone in 60 Seconds fans, I'm not Randall Reigns, so I can't break into a car very successfully. So second step was try and find a phone. So I reached into my pocket and realized, fuck, my phone's not there. It was in the car. So I was quite panicky at this time. So I thought, all right, let me ask someone for a phone. Seems like a normal thought process. Okay, picture this. 15-year-old kid with a hoodie in the middle of of a suburban road, car park, really dark. He's just been screaming and trying to break into a car. It's now going, can I have your phone? Give me your phone. But people can surprise you, and people's kindness can surprise you. And thank fuck for my boyish charm. Well, that's kind of what I tell myself anyway. Um, 
after asking a few people and they kind of ran a mile and were like, no, fuck off, we're not giving you our phone. Two girls who were about 17 approached me and must have noticed something was really badly wrong. And they were like, yeah, is everything okay? They tried to calm me down and they were like, yeah, here's our phone. And to be honest, that's all it really took to calm me down. It was just two people that I'd never met before just saying, here's my phone, do what you want. Um, and then sort of like bittersweet luck at the same time, there was an off-duty fireman who walked past. And he must have noticed what was going on and he came over and he picked up a coat hanger from the side of the road and managed to kind of prise open the window, like crack open the window with a coat hanger, which I thought was really impressive at the time. I was like, wow, how's he done that? I think it really helped that these three strangers just kind of sat with me and waited for the ambulance to come. And I had no expectations of them. I'd never met them before. The next thing I know, I'm in the hospital getting the worst possible news I could. And my initial reaction was just to throw my cup at the wall. But I had like, some water and I threw that at the wall and stormed. Well, I say I stormed out. And actually, in hindsight, it was a plastic cup, which was basically empty. So kind of pathetically floated to the floor. And me storming out was me in A&E going, right, I'm on these lino floors and let me give people their own privacy and space and stuff because you know, I'm a really kind stranger. Um, over the next few days, I was back and forth from the hospital quite a lot. Um, and I never really got a chance to say bye to my mum. But over those few days, when it was clear that there was nothing that the doctors could do, they talked about next steps. And we hadn't really thought about next steps because it was all quite sudden. So they said, what about organ donation? And me, my brother, who's at the back, and my dad kind of sat there and said, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing she would have wanted. So we sat there ticking these boxes. It's really weird, like little square boxes, like is it multiple choice. Like, what organs do you want to donate? Fuck it, I'll go for that one, and that one, and that one. Yeah, and just, just ticked as many as we could. Um, and about 48 hours later, uh, the doctors called me up. Well, not me, because I was 15. Um, but they called us up and said, we found a match for your mother's kidney. Uh, of course, you don't get to meet this person or anything like that, but it, what they said that it was a mother of two um, who had struggled to find a suitable donor, and now she had, and it would save her life. Um, and I felt really proud in that moment. And there was a weird sense of irony from that because my grandma had actually passed away a couple of years earlier after about a 10-year battle with kidney failure. And it just felt so fitting and that really felt like my sense of closure. Organ donation is a strange thing. It's one of those things that you don't really consider until you're quite old or, or until you're looking at someone else donating their organs. Um, and if it's ever something you've considered or you know, your friends or family have ever considered, just try and convince them. You know, even if it's just giving blood or bone marrow or anything like that. Especially, there's a real shortage of people, especially from ethnic backgrounds um, that donate organs. It's weirdly taboo, and I don't know why, but if you've ever considered it, just convince, your, convince yourself if you need to, convince your friends, your family, anyone you can to donate, because you don't know how much you're helping someone until you have, and it's a real sense of closure, and it's, it's the kind of kindness that you really expect from your fellow person, but you actually also don't ever expect. And yeah, that's my story. Thank you. This next story is told by Raphael At the same night in London 
First, sorry, because I'm French. And um, so bear with me with I, if I make some mistakes. Je m'appelle Raphaël. Thank you. So five years ago, I moved uh, to Chile for my job. And I lived in Santiago, and my company found a nice flat for me uh, in a huge tower, like 25 stories. And I used to live in the 23rd floor. Um, one day, I came back from the office around 6 or 7 PM. And I took the elevator. And I felt the earthquake. So that's, that happens in Chile quite often. But suddenly, the um, elevator stops. And you know, in the elevator, there is a small yellow button with a bell on it. And you, you, re you don't really know what it does until you, you press it. So I pressed the button. And I was like, I hope it's not like my customer support from my Sky broadband, because they never answer. So I was like, OK, just, just give it a try. And, and fairly quickly, I heard a voice. There was a voice of a girl. And she basically told me, hello, my name is Anna. Uh, how can I help you? I was like, uh, I'm stuck in the elevator. <laughs> um, so she told me, OK, that's, that's fine. We just had an earthquake. Um, just don't try to open the door by yourself. I said, uh, I'm between the, 30, the 22nd and the 23rd floor. That's not going to happen. Um, so that's, um, she asked me a few questions, like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 22. OK, uh, are you healthy? And I said, yes. Like, do you have water? Uh, yes, I have a bottle with me. And she finally said, it's going to take a while. <laughs> so I said, OK. I'm, I'm going to wait. I guess I'm not a priority. There's much more important. That, I mean, there was an earthquake like two minutes ago. So I started to wait. I waited for a while, and she was right. At some, <laughs> at some point, she came back online, and um, she said, I'm, oh, um, Raphael, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's taking more time than it used to, but we really have a mess downstairs. Like, in the tube, we had an incident. I was like, OK, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, and, um, and she started to talk to me. And she started to tell me about her day, uh, her family, her mother, uh, her mother is called Maria, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and um, she told me a lot of things. And I was like alone, stuck in this elevator. And at some point, I heard the voice of a guy behind her. And um, this guy was basically his manager, I guess. And she, he, he told her, uh, Anna, your shift is done. Uh, you can leave now. And, and the mic was still on, and I heard, this guy was stuck for six hours in the elevator. I'm not leaving. And I was like, OK. <laughs> um, and, and finally, like, um, uh, like eight hours later, she, she, basically someone opened the door. And I was so happy to leave the, ele the elevator that I didn't even say thank you. So it's about kindness today. I, you probably hate me now. But, 
but that's fine. Uh, and thank you, Anna. Thanks to Christian and Raphael. For more true stories and to attend a live event, head to stories.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.